I love the way they're talking to you. Because they're winners. Winners get to do what they want. Welcome to Season 6 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that zeroes in on the proven principles and time-tested strategies of high performance in sports and business. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr. And this season, I chop it up with an array of high performers from a variety of different fields and with a variety of different areas of expertise to find out the habits, mindset, and disciplines they've developed to not only raise their game, but to sustain it as well. More specifically, I will find out what they have done and what they continue to do to manage stress, avoid stagnation, and beat burnout. After all, it's one thing to reach the top, it's another to stay there. I hope you enjoy, and more importantly, I hope you benefit from the wisdom they bestow and that it helps you raise and sustain your game. Don't act like you're not impressed. On the topic of sustaining excellence, the world's most effective and impactful leaders know how important it is to constantly invest in their people. If your team, business, or school could use a shot of optimism, positivity, and inspiration to end this year on a high note, or if your team would benefit from a series of proven, actionable strategies that can be implemented immediately for tangible results, please visit allensteinjr.com. I offer a wide range of highly customized virtual speaking services. From 15-minute pre-recorded messages to interactive live Zoom presentations to highly produced in-studio keynotes. If you're committed to showing your team how much you value them, appreciate them, and care about them, visit allensteinjr.com now. In this episode, I get inspired by my new friend, colleague, and fellow keynote speaker, Inky Johnson. After years of following his message on social media, Inky and I finally shared the stage together at an event in Michigan this past summer. Inky is a former University of Tennessee football player whose career ended abruptly and unexpectedly with an unusual injury that permanently paralyzed his right arm. Given his dream had always been to play in the NFL, you might think this massive setback would have crushed his spirit. But that'd only be if you don't know Inky. Once you meet this man, or better yet, hear him speak, you will see what I'm talking about. Inky is a proud survivor of an underprivileged past and a refugee of poverty and violence. But that doesn't define him. He is a man that epitomizes optimism, positivity, gratitude, enthusiasm, and a relentless determination. Here are the most inspiring moments from our time together. Let's do it. It's go time. Number one. In this clip, Inky talks about the source of his passion and what he's most passionate about. Just being passionate about the opportunity. You know, like I never planned to speak. I never thought this was what I would be doing just because of the path that I was once on with football. And so every opportunity I get, I always want to make sure that I never take it for granted. And I'm a firm believer of giving everything you got, right? Because when my injury happened, the thing that it did for me, Alan, was it put life in perspective in such a way that like, I almost lost my life. And so every opportunity I get, everything that I'm blessed to be able to do, I look at it as if, if this was your last time doing it, how would you want to be remembered? Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Number two. 
In this clip, Inky shares his approach to self-care and preparation to make sure he always has the energy to give his best every single day. So I work out quite a bit um, still, almost every day. I try to eat decent, even though sometimes, you know, it would be tough back when we were traveling, you know, prior to COVID. But I try to work out, man, and also just studying, you know, making sure I'm taking care of myself. Because when my injury did happen, you know, of course, you know, brachial plexus avulsion, a ruptured domain artery in my chest, they had to put a lot of grafts in my body, right? And so I got grafts all over, you know, in terms of from the upper extremity standpoint, I got grafts in my body. And so for me, I have to take care of my health and I have to be cognizant of it because if something was to happen to me, you know, like they couldn't do certain surgeries that they wanted to do because so much was messed up from the standpoint of with the artery, with the veins, things of that nature. And so I just try to make sure I'm on top of my health from an energy standpoint. So if something does happen, you know, at least I got my health, I got my energy, you know, I'm taking care of myself. And so I got a better shot at recovering from whatever it may be. Don't let anyone ever make you feel like you don't deserve what you want. Number three. In this clip, Inky opens up about his attitude for gratitude and how he chose to take a different path after his life-changing injury. You know, to be completely honest with you, uh, it wasn't easy, man. You know, it was, it was one of the most challenging parts of my life in terms of, you know, hitting something that I didn't understand, that I didn't expect, but also trying to find a level of perspective in it. And always credit, like I had, I had some great people in my life, you know, around that time, and I still do, that helped me look at it with a different perspective and be grateful for it. And so that's where that perspective came from. Just the people that had helped me get to that point, I felt so much disappointment because I thought me making it to the NFL or accomplishing this dream is going to help me somehow pay these people back. And what I found out through my energy, my injury was they didn't want me to pay them back. Like it wasn't about no exchange, no transaction. The only thing they wanted me to do was take what they had instilled in me and add value to the world. I didn't owe them a thing. And for me, that made me grateful for my situation. They said, the only thing we want is for you to use what happened to you and go out and add value to every life you come in contact with and every environment you go into. And I can honestly say 90 to 95% of the way that I live my life today is a result of my injury and what happened to me. And so I'm grateful for that. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment or the moment defines you. Number four. In this clip, Inky talks about reinventing himself from a football player to a keynote speaker and how he encourages others to deal with adversity. I never thought of my story. I never thought of how I grew up to be anything special, right? Because we all know, you know, people that go through struggle or people that, you know, deal with certain things. Like I always tell people the one thing we all have in common as people is we all face adversity, right? But the thing that makes everybody different is how they deal with it. And so I just looked at my life as, man, I've encountered some adversity and opposition along the way, but, you know, it's not anything different from anybody else. And when I started to see how people reacted to what happened to me, like when I would go out to a community service and somebody would ask me what happened to my arm because they would see the atrophy and I would just share, not trying to speak, I would just tell them and I would see how they would react. And at the time I was still searching for meaning and fulfillment because I had been playing ball. And so I was like, man, what's next? And when people would react that way, people would say to me, man, you need to speak. And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool, man. I'm not trying to speak. And when I made the decision to do it, 
it was more so based upon, I felt as if I had something that I could offer the world and that can help people. And for me, I was extremely grateful for that because I felt like I had been trusted from the creator with the gift, right? To add value to the world every single day. And that was something that I took very seriously when I first decided to do it. And it's something that I take very seriously until this day because I feel as if many are called, but few are chosen. And I feel as if I'm amongst the chosen few. You want something, go get it, period. Number five. In this clip, Inky discusses how he engaged the process as an elite football player and how he is still process-oriented now that he's a motivational speaker. Your preparation is everything. You know, and for me as a ball player, man, I prepared a certain way. And I think when you prepare, it brings confidence. But also just being of service to people that have trusted you to come in and serve. And so I prepare the same way. You know, I still take notes. I still study them. I still study communication like we were talking about, you know, before we started, you know, just different ways to navigate what's going on, even with the virtual world, just studying communication so I can best serve the group that I feel I've been called to serve. And it's not so much about what I want to accomplish and what I want to speak about or what I want to talk about. For me, it's more so in terms of what do the group want me to accomplish? What is it that they want me to come and get across? What is it that they want me to touch on? What is it that's important to them? And I try to do my best to pull out different stories, different phases of content that I feel can best serve them so I can leave them with a feeling of empowerment and inspiration. That's how winning is done. Number six. In this clip, Inky shares his rehearsal process for developing and preparing for a keynote. I've had a lot of reps, a lot of practice just from, you know, coming up through the journey of speaking, you know, back when I used to drive everywhere and I would speak everywhere, you know, all type of different events. And the reason I would do that is because I wanted to be prepared, but also I wanted to be able to go into different environments and figure out ways to navigate and be just as effective and efficient with my content. But also, you know, I'm more so of a bullet point guy. And so I don't know every word that I'm going to say, but I kind of know the direction that I'm going to go in, if that makes sense. And so I'll have like certain things up top in my brain that I know I want to touch on. And then I'll try to figure out ways to navigate and get to it as I go throughout my presentation and my content. But I'll have certain bullet points that I want to touch on and get to. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us. Number seven. In this clip, Inky talks about the most fulfilling part of the work he's doing right now. That people trust me, man. You know, like during this time of, you know, COVID, um, during this time of Corona with a lot of people hurting, you know, a lot of companies reached out to me. A lot of people reached out to me, teams, things of that nature. And you know, as well as I do, you know, when people are going through opposition and adversity and they trust you to serve them or to be that voice, that means a lot. And so for me to just be trusted in that way as someone that when they're going through that level of adversity, that level of opposition, or they're having to navigate and pivot, that they trust my words, they trust my message enough to call me to come in, that means the world to me. It's what you do right now that makes a difference. Number eight. In this clip, Inky discusses the ways he's taken on this past year's challenges and what it is that fuels his optimism and positivity. Looking at life with the perspective of, you know, I once heard a quote that says, worrying is a down payment on a problem that we may never have. And a lot of the things that we go around worrying about, some of them never come to shape. Some of them never manifest, but we, since we spend so much time worrying about it that it steals our joy, it steals our happiness, it steals our peace. And so I say to people all the time, 
Like, man, you gotta get up and you gotta fight for happiness. You gotta get up, you gotta fight for joy. You gotta fight to have a perspective to see things on the right side of the coin. And I think sometimes it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be pessimistic. It's so easy to find flaws. And I'm not saying that they're not there. Like a guy said to me once, he said, Inky, man, you're so positive. Do you not see the negative side of things? I said, brother, I see him just like everybody else. I said, but I just haven't seen how focusing on them can help me become the man that I strive to be every day. I just haven't seen how focusing on them can help me become the father, the husband, the friend, the team member that I strive to be every day. I see him just like everybody, but I just choose to shift my focus and my perspective to something else. Oh yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Number nine. In this clip, Inky talks about his inner circle and the role they play in his life, as well as those who mentor him and the people he mentors. It's, it's very important um, having people that you trust, people that hold you accountable. You know, as you know, man, this is something that in terms of life, it's a journey that you have to travel with others, right? Because you encounter things that sometimes you just don't understand. And I have mentors for every facet of my life, you know, got a mentor for marriage. You know, I got a mentor for fatherhood. You know, I got different people that I tug and, you know, prior at in terms of what speaking and communication that I've talked to. And I got people that, you know, I try to give advice and insight to as well, just in terms of where I am in life, because it's something that's very important to me. And I firmly believe when you can get different perspectives, it balances out your perspective, right? It helps you not to be biased with the things that you may be feeling or things that you may be thinking, but also just having people that's gonna pull you to the fire right? And hold you accountable. That's something that's very important. And I think we live in a world and we live in a society to where people don't like accountability. But I think when you have accountability, it has the opportunity to produce something great. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Bonus. Inky is one of my favorite fellow speakers. Here are five of my favorite messages he shared from stage. Yeah. When the purpose shifts, Meaning when the individual's mentality shifts from me to we, when the purpose shifts, when the purpose is greater than the individual, the opposition, the adversity, and the challenge don't matter. When the purpose shifts, an individual's career can end. An individual can be eight games away from the NFL and it all ends. But an individual is going to stand up and say, my arm and my hand is paralyzed. My heart isn't. The purpose isn't. My arm and my hand is paralyzed. My mentality isn't. The purpose isn't. My arm and my hand is paralyzed. The dedication isn't. The purpose isn't. My arm and my hand is paralyzed. The commitment level isn't. The purpose isn't. Point in case, I'll never forget, it was a story about a young kid. And this young kid, he did, he did something in his life that was incredible. And the thing that he did, he said to his father one day, man, I want to make a difference. And his father said, so what do you want to do? He said, I want to bag groceries. His father said, you want to make a difference? You want to bag groceries? He said, yeah, I want to bag groceries at this grocery store. I heard this lady speaking about the whole industry, and I want to be a part of it. So the father said, okay, I'll go up to the grocery store, see, can I get you a job? It'll probably be pretty easy to get you a job bagging groceries. So the father gets him a job, kid starts working, he's enjoying it. He comes home one night, and he says to his father, I really want to make an impact. Like, I want to make a difference. His father's like, what do you mean? Like, just shake the people's hand, tell them great scene. His son said, no, I want to make an impact. And the father said, what do you have on your mind? He said, I want to write personal notes, and I want to put them in the bags. When they come through the line, I just want to put a personal note in the bag. Will you help me make copies? 
father says, sure. And so one day the manager came in the store and the manager said, why is everybody in line eight? He said, somebody get on the intercom and tell them we have other aisles open. They got on the intercom, they said, don't you all know it's other aisles open? And they came down, they went to the line, they said, hey man, come, come to line six, we're open. And the people responded and said, no, we want to get Lord Johnny's word of the day. He became a part of their life. Like people started coming to the store just to get a loaf of bread when they didn't even need a loaf of bread. They wanted the word of the day more than they wanted the loaf of bread. But because he became a part of their life and they couldn't live without him, they would stop. They would get a stoplight away from the store and say, man, Johnny the bagger. I got to go and get his word of the day. And it started with, I just want to make a difference. And he drove business to that grocery store by one simple act that people didn't value in the beginning. Christmas Day, we get up, we're going to open presents. Somehow my son sees it. So dad, let's go out to a little four-wheeler, little bike thing. I said, let's go, Inc. And so we run out, we get the helmet, we get the goggles. Grandma comes out. Grandma has a little camera phone. Oh, Inky, it's gonna be great. My wife comes out, oh, this is gonna be awesome. My cousins come out, this is gonna be awesome. I said, great. So I grab my son, I sit him on his seat. I sit on the back rack. I said, now, Ink, we have two cold words. So the first two cold words are light and heavy. I said, now, when I say light, you go light. We kind of ride, photo op time. You wave, little presidential wave. They take pictures, it's all good. I said, now, when I say heavy, you go full throttle. You mash it, we're screaming, fist pumping the whole nine. So we start riding, light, he's getting it. Heavy, he's getting it. I said, now, the next two cold words are skinny and wide. I said, now, this is how we're going to turn. I said, now you don't want to turn skinny because if you turn skinny, strong possibility you may throw dad off here and my wife, your mother, is not going to let us live it down until 2025, right? And so we're riding and he's getting it, light, heavy, skinny, wide. He's doing it well. So we get on this stretch and we're going and I said wide and somehow he heard skinny, right? And sure enough, he turned skinny and he threw dad off of here, right? In midair, I'm looking back and I see my wife running toward us like I told you. And so I hit the ground and I roll. And I look back at my son, I hit the ground, his helmet cocks up, goggles pop up. And so I say, I gotta do something quick. I said, because if my wife beats me to my son, she's gonna make him think he got shot 25 times, right? And so I run to him, I stand him up, I fix his goggles, I put his helmet on. I grab the four-wheeler, I stand it up. I grab my son, my wife is still running. I sit him on the seat. I sit on the back rack of the ATV little four-wheeler thing. I said, Ink, go. <laughs> he looked at me. I said, go heavy. <laughs> he mashes it. We're going, right? He screams out, Dad, this is the best thing ever. I said, now turn around, go back up where Mommy is, and we're going to park it. And so we get back up, and we park it. And as we're getting off, everybody is asking the same question. Why did you do that? Why did you do it? I said, because if we didn't attack opposition and adversity in that moment, it would have paralyzed him for the rest of his life. I said, the lesson wasn't even about the four-wheeler or my wife. That wasn't the lesson. The lesson was when life knocks your butt down, I need you to get back up and I need you to go heavy on the thing that just knocked you. The lesson was when uncertainty creeps in, I need you to get up and get right back on the thing that knocked you off and I need you to go heavy on it. The lesson is when something doesn't turn out the way you want it to turn out, I need you to attack the very thing that didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to turn out and I need you to go heavy on it. It's never about the competitors. It's about what we possess and what we do. 
Meaning you haven't been in the airport, and when you don't get your flight on time, you get delayed, and you could be standing by some people, and they get mad, and they almost make you mad. You're like, man, I wasn't even trying to get mad, but they're making me mad. Never even realizing life may be protecting you from something. Like, it's like the 9-11 incident. I was doing some research on it. I'll never forget. I'm doing research on it. Terrible incident. A lot of people lost their lives. Senseless act. And it talked about in this article the other side of it. And in the other side, what they spoke about was that morning, a gentleman had to take his daughter to kindergarten, and he really wanted to get to some meetings, but because he had to take his daughter to kindergarten, he couldn't make it to the meetings on time, and so he just called out the whole day, and his wife asked him that morning, he was getting dressed, his wife said to him, can you please take our daughter to kindergarten? He said, I really need to be at these meetings. She said, can you please take our daughter to kindergarten? I really need to be at work. He said, I really need to get to these meetings. She asked him one more time, can you please? I beg you, can you please? He said, all right, I'll do it. He called in, didn't go to work that day, and because he took his daughter to kindergarten, it spared his life. One gentleman on the New Jersey turnpike headed to the same buildings, New Jersey turnpike, accident happens, breakdown, can't get there on time, and because it happened, a situation that he couldn't control and spared his life. One gentleman got a new pair of shoes, walking to work, got a blister on his foot. He had to go back home, change his shoes, and because he had to go back home to change it, it saved his life. One gentleman walking down the street, they send him to get some donuts. A guy comes, spills some coffee on his shirt. He had to go and change his shirt. Because he had to go and change his shirt, it spared his life. The other side, meaning things happening out of their control, and because it happened out of their control, it spared their life, meaning at a certain point, when do we control the controllables? Attitude. When do we control the controllable? Focus. When do we control the controllable? Commitment, dedication, spirit, the energy and the passion that I bring into an environment. When do we control the controllable? I couldn't control. I got a paralyzed right arm and hand. I couldn't. I couldn't control my career ended. I couldn't. I couldn't even plan for it. But when it happened, I could step back and say, okay, life, I can no longer play the game of football, but let me extract that dedication and commitment from the game. I could step back and say, my arm and my hand is paralyzed. My dedication isn't, my purpose isn't. My arm and my hand is paralyzed. My work ethic, it isn't, my purpose isn't. My arm and my hand is paralyzed, my dedication isn't, my purpose isn't, meaning my reason for why I first started, it never got paralyzed. And as talented, as brilliant, as strong as people are, it's the saddest thing in the world when I see people just stop giving everything they got to something that they once loved. Because I think we all know the raw truth of it is people don't burn out because of what they do. People burn out because life makes them forget why they do it. Meaning life hits them and hits them with something till they just like, man, if I got to go through that, like I'm not bringing it today, man. And every day is not a good day. Everything is not all peaches and cream. But that's why the culture is so important. That's why when the culture is set, we know what we bring to it and we know how we get down because we know what we're working for and the purpose of it is greater than any individual. Like the thing I've learned about life, like everybody is in, in different businesses, you know, per se, but at the end of the day, we're all in the people's business. And what I mean by that is every day we have a chance to impact somebody's life. 
right? And I firmly believe with the things we're part of and the things we do, we all have to have a purpose that's a lot greater than ourselves. So when we hit things that we don't understand and that brings us a certain level of discomfort and that hurts us and we just can't pull the grips on it, when we have to encounter things like that, we have to step back and we have to figure out how can I use it? And a lot of times as people, like naturally people are selfish, right? And what I mean by that is they approach situations and they say, what can I extract from this situation and how can it benefit me? But the moment an individual shifts their perspective and shift their mentality and shift their attitude from me to we, that is the moment an individual becomes literally dangerous. Because now an individual is attached to purpose and mission. And when you have an individual that's attached to purpose and mission, it's not too many things that's gonna stop them. You see, my football career ended, but my reason for why I lived my life, it never did. I just had a paralyzed white woman hand. My mentality wasn't paralyzed. My spirit wasn't paralyzed. My drive wasn't paralyzed. My dedication wasn't, my commitment wasn't, I was the same man. I just had an extra boost of energy for why I lived my life. I wear this as a badge of honor. Every single day, the adversity, the opposition that life sent to break me, I wear it as a badge of honor because I understand every day of my life, I represent something. It's just like every individual in this room, every company, every brand, when people see you, they think something. How can we be those people that's a breath, of, a breath of fresh air, man? How can we be those people that live life with passion and compassion? How can we be those people when we ask people questions, we don't just listen with the intent to reply, but we actually listen with the intent to understand? How can we be those people that understand everybody that comes across our path, they come across our path for a reason. And so when we approach them, we approach them, we listen, and we share a little bit of love, and we want to leave them a little bit, of, little bit different. Like, I'll never forget, I talked to the guy that I encountered the hit with that left my arm like this, and that changed my life. I'll never forget, I talked to him. He called me, and he played for the University of Air Force, obviously, and he just so happened to be from Atlanta. And he calls me, and I picked up the phone. It was about a year and a half after my incident happened. I picked up the phone, this guy is crying his eyes out. And he says to me as he's crying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said, I didn't have a shot at the NFL. He said, you did. He said, I feel as if I messed your life up. And I said to him, thank you. He stopped crying. He said, what do you mean, thank you? I said, I'm saying thank you because if this incident didn't happen, who's to say that I would be the man that I now am? Who's to say that I would be the father that I now? Who's to say that I would have the perspective that I have? Not that my perspective was bad before. Adversity, it's all about perspective. It's never about what we go through. It's how we view what we go through. And when I told him, thank you, the reason he didn't understand it, it's not so much about a story, right? We all have stories. Like the ESPN producer told me, he came down to see me in Atlanta, and they shot my little special, and he told me, I'm not coming just for the story. Everybody has a story. He said, I'm coming because I can't understand your perspective, and I can't understand how you can be thankful for something that brings a lot of people pain, and they just can't understand. I can't understand how you're thankful for something that a lot of people can't even process, and they were using it as an excuse. And I said, you probably can't understand it because you don't live life the way that I live it. Every single day, I wake up, the only thing I need is a breath of fresh air, that's it. I don't need a reward, I don't need a product, I don't need, and the only thing I need is breath in my body, and every single day, I'm gonna wake up, and I'm gonna live life for the right reason, and I'm gonna live life for the right way, and I'm gonna live life with passion, with love and compassion, because when I almost lost my life, that shade went up, and it made me realize what life was really about. And at the end of the day, I think we all know it's not about anything superficial or materialistic. 
We've all experienced that. We've all got that new car, and three days later, it's just a new car. And then we've all done something for a family at Christmas, and why did it feel better when we did something for a family at Christmas than when we did something for ourselves? Because life is attached to growth. And life is attached to service, and what that service is is serving something that serves a lot greater purpose than just ourselves. My biggest takeaways from my time spent with Inky are that self-care, preparation, and gratitude are the foundation to both happiness and success. That you can reinvent yourself in the face of any adversity, and that honoring the process will lead to massive achievement. Lastly, facing challenges in life, no matter how big or small, requires optimism and positivity. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for investing your time with us. Please let me know what you learned in the episode by hitting me up at Alan Stein Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Until then, I'm wishing you the best as you raise and sustain your game. <laughs>